All right, what's up, everyone? We are uh, <clears throat> waiting on Captain Joe. He, as usual, coming in from a flight, just walked in the door. Uh, we have Richard backstage waiting. Um, until Joe gets on, I'm going to fill you guys in on uh, what little bit of activity we had around the house. Um, so last night, uh, I don't know, it was probably about nine o'clock. I was on the side of the house and uh, I noticed two big rocks. There's one about this big and one about this big. And it's on the side of the house and I just mowed like four or five days ago. So I know they weren't there before. So I, uh, I asked my son. All right, Captain Joe's checking in. He'll be here in just a second. Anyway, I asked my son about the rocks. I pretty much knew the answer. Um, he did not put the rocks in the yard. Uh, I'm like, all right, good to go. But he brought up the other day. He was like, hey, um, you remember the rocks I told you about? Bring Captain Joe in. Captain Joe. Can you hear me? Can you hear me, Joe? Hey, Johnny. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I can hear you now. All right. All right. Good to go. Uh, I was just filling everybody in. All right. You got a, you got an echo. Hello. Hello. Yeah, you got an echo. Uh, yeah, sorry, man. I mean, literally just uh, landed, got home. So, um, what's up, Jeremiah Sutton, Jimmy Barr, Bobby White? <clears throat> Give us a minute. We'll get everything straightened out. Captain Joe's running in. No, Jimmy, no rocks on the roof that I know of. That I know of. How about now? How about now? All right. Well, I can see you. I can hear you. How's that sounding? Uh, you sound uh, you good. You sound good. Okay. Good. All right. Mm. All right. Everybody, everybody who's watching. watching. How is it? Uh... Man, I hope there's not a echo. Uh, you sound fine to me. So... I guess, I guess maybe, maybe it's because I'm hearing it in headphones, headphones like, like uh, after, after I, I talk, talk I'm hearing it. it hold on a second we'll get it together so go ahead and talk about your trip oh well what what was planned to be a three-day trip to uh, New York and New Jersey. Um, <laughs> it turned out to be a week, week long. Um, uh, you know, immediately after our um, our our Veteran Golfers Association, you know, we did the Armed Forces Cup, and I think I covered that uh, on our last our last podcast. Um, uh, 
we also support my partner and I. We also support the American Junior Golf Association, which is a very large, you know, junior um, organization around the country, helping you know kids, uh, you know, in the game of golf, you know, um, get in front of uh, college coaches and 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 giving them uh, intern opportunities uh, to uh, to work in the industry. Uh, they do a big fundraiser up in New York um, uh, this year. Uh, Paul Fireman and, and his family, um, you know, they made a, a large contribution to their organization. And since we're partners with them, you know, we wanted, uh, you know, we were invited to be there. Those who don't know, Paul Fireman was the former CEO and chairman of Reebok before uh, he sold the company to Adidas for like eight hundred bazillion dollars. <laughs> so. <laughs> He used some of that money to um, to build uh, a go golf course uh, over in um, New Jersey, uh, r right? I mean, literally a stone's throw from uh, from the Statue of Liberty, beautiful location, and uh, uh, called Liberty National. It's probably one of the top ten courses in the country. Um, so obviously, you know, got to spend some time there with some LPGA and then you know top junior golfers, and then uh, you know I, I took in my first ever. Uh, Broadway show um, called The Book of Mormon. Um, it, it, that it's hilarious. Um, if you were ever in the military, or if you have um, Family Guy um, type of uh, uh, satire, uh, <laughs> you know, if you're a fan of stuff like that, you, right up your level. You know, um, yeah. It's not. I mean, it, it kind of pokes fun at the more at the Mormon Church, you know, on 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 how the, you know, the people going to go out and, and and try to baptize, you know, folks. But it, it's 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 good all over. Uh, yeah, you know what? And then um, you know, uh, last night I was in Annapolis, Maryland, um, um, visiting a gentleman that uh, uh, you know is a good friend and, and whatnot. He's a big cybersecurity company owner and and whatnot, and uh, um, he got to drive me around in the fastest production car made really? um, yeah uh it's faster than a bugatti and believe it or not it's called like a it, it's actually a tesla it's 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 electric uh a tesla vlad s or something i mean from zero to 120 was like that quick Good <laughs> God. Mean, literally my eyeballs and uh got sucked into the back of my head and i couldn't believe this thing <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, and I hear I'm like, this is electric. <laughs> so, but anyways, you know, hey, it was a good trip. Um, got you know, um, last night got to uh, preview some of the our rough cut from our our uh, special uh, for the Armed Forces Cup that Fox Sports and FS1 created, and uh, um, and of course, there's a lot of Bigfoot jokes, yeah, because I get that in my travels. <laughs> of course, uh, up there, you know, and I sent you some pictures of a. Uh, my hotel there, the Hyatt on the Hudson, and, uh, you know, um, to our Sasquatch Encounter Brigade, and I said, yeah, there was no squatches there, you know. <laughs> um, now, there was another hotel in town. There was a lot of uh, immigrants and a lot of a lot of marijuana being smoked. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but that that is a common smell up there, I guess, you know, in, in New York and, and whatnot, and oh, well. You know, uh, yeah. Anyways, man. So, so tell us about tell us about tonight's guest, Johnny. So, all right, we have Richard Trinity. 
and uh, he is a researcher from Florida. Florida, and he's been waiting. So I'm gonna let him talk about himself. Oh, great, Richard. Hey guys, how's it going? Can you hear me? Yeah. Hey, hey, Richard. Good evening. Hey, Captain Demetrius, you're coming in real clear. Huge problem. With the, the who's that echoing, echoing or you're echoing? echoing. <sighs> Joe, do you have pull your earphones, Johnny? Pull them. I don't have speakers. Ah, okay. Yeah. Let's see if it makes a difference. Does it make a difference? It's on Joe's again. Yeah, it's actually going to be good. Even yeah, when, when I talk, I talk it's going to be good. Do you have two different microphones on, Joe? No. The web camera and the other microphone? Let me mute and see if this helps you guys. Hello? Hello? Yeah, Perfect. that's you, Joe. Perfect. Can you hear me? Yeah, both uh, me and you are good. It's, it's on yeah, Joe's yeah. end. Yeah, it's not echoing in my ear anymore, and you sound great. All right, Joe, see if you can play around with your, uh, see what's going on. You obviously got to turn off something. You probably have two devices recording at once. Like the webcam and maybe the microphone is on or something like that. I don't know. I don't know what your setup is like. But until you get that fixed, Richard, why don't you introduce yourself? Kind of talk about, <clears throat> I don't know, how we got connected and uh, how you got into this, man. Um, well, I'm with uh, Bigfoot Force Giants. And that consists of uh, Jimmy Barr, Mike Velez, and Bobby White and myself. Um We've been together as a team. I, I think we're getting close to that. I've been on the team with them probably between a year and a half to two years. Um, uh, Jimmy and them have been in it a lot longer. Jimmy's Jimmy's been in it since he was a kid, you know, basically because um, he had an amazing encounter when he was a child. Um, but uh, I was introduced to them through Carrie Arnold. He kind of put us in contact and, uh, uh, you know, I had a bucket list of uh, researchers I wanted to, to meet, and Jimmy was one of those because um, I really respected his work ethic, so I wanted to meet him. Um, and what got me involved was an incident that happened back in 2005. And, uh, you know, make a, a, you know a, we can always go into that encounter, but to lead up to today, um, I had contacted Carrie because I knew about the 168 was going to be happening and uh started a conversation with him and i was telling him about my incident and i said look if you're going to find this thing this is where you need to go and that's when and this is all through email and then he calls me and said how did you know about that place and that's how we got into my encounter he said that's exactly where the 168 is going to be at so that kind of brought us together um he wanted me to be a part of the 168 the first one uh, but at that point it was, it was going to happen within 
start within 48 hours and there's just no way I could put in vacation time or anything like that to uh, right. take the time off to do it. But uh, it was just too short notice. But um, so fast forward, you know, we he's introduced me to different people and stuff like that and met up with Jimmy and went out and uh, went out again, went out again. And then finally he called and said, how would you like to be a part of the group? And I said, heck yeah. yeah. And uh, we've been going strong ever since. Well, what is this, uh, what's this incident? What was the first incident you were talking about? Well, the, and this was back in 2005, uh, almost at the end of summer. Um, I had uh, met up with a guy I was stationed with in the military. Uh, I was living in Sebring. He was living in uh, Palm Beach County and uh, talking. And we both enjoyed hunting. And he said, hey, look, I got this place up here. You should check out. And uh, so, you know, we agreed and I'd drive over there and uh, we'd scout it out and, you know, start planning for the next hunt season. So I drive all the way there. And long story short, he couldn't make it. Um, something, I think it was his, he either had to go to work or his wife didn't want him to go or something happened. Um, so he said, look, you passed this area on the way here. And let me give you directions on how to enter it. And, you know, you can go ahead and check it out and everything. So... I did and on my way home, you know, I knew exactly what he was talking about. So I pulled in there and it was a gravel road and I took that gravel road for a long ways. It was a long drive. Um, you know, I'm doing only probably about 35 miles per hour cause it's, you know, it's a gravel slick road, but I drove for 20, 30 minutes down there. I mean, it was, it was a long ride at 35 miles per hour. So I finally saw this, this big trailhead. So I'll pull over here and start walking and looking around. So I got out and I didn't have anything with me. I was just going to hike. That was it. Uh, I don't even think I had a bottle of water on me. I was just going for a hike. So I started going down this trail and I went down maybe a half a mile and it came up to a berm, like, like four wheelers make when they make those turns, it kind of forms a berm. Uh, it kind of reminded me of that. Um, I don't think it was made by a four wheeler, but it kind of reminded me of that. And it was about only about five feet high. So I said, well, I'll climb up to the top of this thing so I can get a better, a better view of the area. So I climb up on the top of this berm and I'm looking around and I look down and there's this beautiful game trail. I'm like, oh man, I'm going to follow this trail and see where it goes to. So I climbed down the backside of that berm. I started uh, following this trail and it's going through a pine forest, um, you know, pretty wooded, uh, but it was very, very clear trail. And then it opens up into a palmetto field, you know, probably about maybe 100 yards wide, maybe 50, 60 yards wide. You know, it wasn't that big. Um, and I basically lost the trail there, but I was going to zigzag through these palmettos and get to the other side, which was a pine forest again. And, um, you know, just to see what I could find. So the whole time I'm walking, I'm looking down. I'm not paying attention to things around me. I'm just looking down because you know, I'm preparing for hunt season. So I'm looking for deer tracks, sheds, scrapes, anything I can find that says, you know, there's, this is a good area for deer. So I'm, I'm going through this field and I get maybe halfway across it. And like I said, the whole time I'm looking down and all of a sudden out of nowhere, I hear the loudest yell I have ever heard in my life. I mean, literally, it felt like it was right there in my face, just right there. It was just so loud. 
And uh, I mean, it just vibrated inside you. You just felt this yell and it was fast. It was like a, just a big whip, Wah! you know? And as fast as it happened, I looked up and turned around. I didn't stop and look. I just turned around and I started walking out. And at this point, my drilling's pumping so hard. I'm scared to death. I'm, I'm just like freaking out. And I'm walking and the whole time in my head, I'm saying, don't run, don't run, whatever it is, it'll get you. Just don't run. Just, just walk out. And I just kept walking and just kept walking. This time I'm not taking any trail. It is a beeline straight back towards where my truck was left. And at this point, I'm probably about a mile in. Um, so I'm walking and as I'm walking, I mean, my heart's beating and the drilling's pumping. I can hear to my seven o'clock. And at my five o'clock, what sounded like sandbags just being thrown down on the ground, just that deep, just a thud. Mm -hmm. It was a thud, a thud, a thud. And it was just over and over. And it was, like I said, it was at my five o'clock and it was at my seven o'clock. And the whole time I'm like, don't run, don't run, don't run, don't look, just don't turn around and look, they'll kill you. You know, that's what my heart was telling me. You're going to die today. <laughs> and, uh, so I kept walking and I got back into the pine forest. And then, like I said, I'd lost the game trail. I'm just walking. I'm breaking through stuff, just a beeline straight to where I knew the road was. And, uh, and it seemed like forever. It seemed like I, I, I'd walked for days. I mean, it was just time. It just stood still. I was so scared. And I got to the dirt road and, uh, I looked to my right and my truck was probably about two, 300 yards further down that's where that trail was at that point that's when i started booking it to my truck got in my truck turned it around and uh left went straight back to sebring never called my buddy again never talked to him again <laughs> it, it was i was done so he wasn't done. even there and your your friendship was ended <laughs> that was it man i was i was just too scared i didn't you know and i didn't tell anybody i didn't talk to anybody because i was like there is nobody gonna believe me nobody well, did you have did you have any idea what that was at the time? Did you have an inkling no, that you were dealing it, with? No, not at all. Um, my mind was racing on what could it have been? What could it have been? Because um, literally it was as loud. And I tell people this all the time. Like if I was sitting in a, a, a movie theater, an IMAX movie theater, and the Dolby surround sound was jammed all the way up and you've got King Kong or Godzilla yelling on the screen. I mean, it was just that loud, but it lasted like a second. It was just like a blast. And, um, and I don't know what it was. And it wasn't until years later, you know, I'm talking to, you know, when I was talking to Carrie and everything, and then he started, you know, keying me in on things because, you know, he had been researching for a while and talking to people for a while and stuff like that. And uh, um, he's, he was like, it, it was probably a Sasquatch, you know, and well, I research, you, I've watched stuff. You know? How did, how did you get from like, how did, how did your interest develop to where you wound up meeting Carrie and everybody after that was, did that like open something up in the back of your mind and you started looking or you just, well, we did got an interest another way. No, it, it, it brought up the interest because I wanted to find out more about it. So I was, you know, reading and watching things. And, and back then there wasn't a whole lot that you could find on Bigfoot or Sasquatch or anything like that, you know? And, um, 
but I read what I could and stuff like that. And I always thought in my mind, that's probably what it was. Um, but it opened up that door. And um, like I said, uh, I started watching, uh, you know, through, you know, researching and, and trying to find as much information as I can. I came across Bigfoot Odyssey, started watching that show, listening to the researchers, listening to the guests. And, um, and like I said, um, the place that I had it at is the place that I mentioned to Carrie that, hey, look, this is what happened to me. And if, 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 if this thing is anywhere, this is where it's at. And that's when he called me and said, how did you know about that place? Right. You know, and uh, that's how I knew about the place, because that's that's where I uh, left half my life. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? It's, <laughs> in a, it's, in a, it's in a puddle somewhere on the ground. <laughs> But, uh, and then it just started from there, just snowball, you know, just right. things happening. And, 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 and Carrie didn't make me feel better because, you know, he made the comment, he goes, probably, the thing was probably right in front of you and you didn't see it because it was probably laying down on the ground. Like, you know, he, cause I didn't know they walk on all fours back then. Right. And he said it was probably down behind the palmettos, man, that did not make me feel any better. That did not make me feel better. And uh, now that it, I was like, now you brought a whole new aspect to it that they can crawl on their on their hands and feet. And oh, yeah. uh, I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. You know what I mean? So, uh, but like I said, back to, you know, the, the you know, beginning I told you, and that's how we started talking. And uh, back then I was on patrol a lot at night and Carrie uh, was a night guy. So we used to talk on the phone all the time. And um, then, uh, once I was with uh, Bigfoot Force Giants, um, Carrie would come to Florida um, and he would always call us and say, hey, this is where I'm going to be. Um, come out there and meet us. You know, so he always had a, a group with him. Uh, a lot of times people didn't realize that. A lot of times he'd do a live show out at Hungry Lands or somewhere out there. And, uh, you know, it was his show. So he'd walk off and do his thing and, and stuff like that. And but the whole time you, he had other people there. You know, you know, me, Jimmy, right. uh, Mike, you know, um, and, and uh, his friend, uh, uh, Mark Zaski was out there. Um, but he would always call Bigfoot Fortune and say, hey, you guys are here in Florida. You're not far, you know, because it's only an hour and a half drive for me to get to that location. Um, so we met up quite a bit, you know, and uh, spent his birthday with him. That was an exciting night. Um, and it just led from there. And now I'm like all in. Uh, spending my own money, <laughs> you know. Uh, you do a lot on your own, though, don't you? Also, don't you go out by yourself? I do, um, not by choice. To be honest yeah. with you, uh, I still get that uh, creeped out feeling when I go in the woods um, because right. I gave up hunting. I, I don't hunt no more. Um, I maintain a hunting license only because uh, some of the locations we go to, I go armed, and I just don't want you know Florida wildlife to stop me. Right. And, and assume I'm hunting and I don't have a hunting license. So I keep a hunting license for that reason, but I don't use it. Um, but uh, yeah, I do go out alone because our team is spread out throughout the state. Okay. Uh, you've got uh, Jimmy. He's in Port St. Lucie. I'm in Sebring. Mike Velez is in Okeechobee and uh, Bobby is in Ocala. Um, so we all have our areas that we, we do things at. And then, when we can schedule it when we can then we come together as a team and then we have, we'll attack a certain area together and stuff like that uh but we share everything we're a group 
we're on the phone. We're, we're all, we're, we talk to each other every, almost every day, right. you know? So uh, we, we keep in contact, but this way, if we have somebody that calls us and says, Hey, I had an encounter or, Hey, could you come out here? Um, we've got a lot of the, the state covered where we've got somebody that can probably get out there and, and talk to them and, and respond or, or whatever needs to happen, you know? Yeah, that's about how our team is. We're pretty spread out. Like Joe. I think it's the best way. I really yeah. do. I think it's the best way. Yeah, we're all uh, – Angie's a little south of Atlanta. I'm kind <clears> of <throat> like in line but west of Atlanta. And then Joe and them, they're all north of Atlanta. So it works out, you know. But uh, <clears throat> it's always good to go with a group. But you were telling me some stories the other day that were uh, – pretty interesting you want to start with those with the uh wherever you want to start but the one with the tent i'll start with my last two recent encounters um well three one's pretty short on december 2nd uh and there and these videos are on our uh youtube channel bigfoot for or bffg bigfoot research um we had gone to the same place the 168 was going to be at this time um, it was all booked. I mean, we all had our reservations because you have to sign up through the FWC area to, to log in your, your, where you're going to camp. Well, it was booked for 50 researchers. So we went out there and we're the only two, me and, me and Jimmy, there's nobody else out there because of course, after the passing of Carrie, the 168 didn't happen. Right. So we decided let's take advantage of it since we have the passes Let's go out there and do this thing. So we went out there and just for a weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And um, even though the passes were good for a week, um, the only, it was very quiet. It was dead quiet. It was crazy quiet. Um, there were hog hunters out there and, and stuff like that. And we heard, we did not hear one gunshot. I spoke to some hunters while I was out there. They said it was the strangest thing. They're not seeing anything. No hogs, no nothing. Um, so it's just eerily silent. Very About silent. how big is this area? Do you know? How many 90,000 acres? acres. Oh, okay. Good Lord. Yeah, it's 90,000 acres. It's huge. Um, you get an idea of it if you go back and look at the 168 video uh, that Kerry did where he does the drone footage in the air. Mm-hmm. The place is huge. The place right. is just huge. Um, so there was a point there. It was it was early morning. Um and I was waiting on Bob or uh, Jimmy to come in and I was at the back of my truck and I was going through my gear and doing stuff. And I heard just where something was thrown and I could hear it cutting through the, through the trees. And I heard it go and, and thud beside me. So I turned and I didn't see what was thrown. There was a lot of debris on the ground. So I couldn't tell what was thrown immediately grabbed my camera, started filming. And it's a very short video. It's only I know, a minute and a half or something like that. But if you watch this video, um, I didn't say anything. I just posted the video. Um, and uh, But as I'm scanning the wood line, I had to zoom in because it's a, probably about, it's, you know, it's not close, but it's not far. It's, you know, I could be in there in 20 strides, I'd be in the woods. But I'm scanning the, the tree line. And when I scanned, there was something there. You see something in the tree line, dark, 
And as I scan back, it's gone. It's not standing there. And it's whatever it is, it's, it's upright. It's not down on the ground. It's upright. And uh, so I posted the video and then I get comments. Somebody, I, this is before YouTube. I had posted it on, uh, it's on YouTube now, but I, I posted it on the Facebook page. And then somebody commented, hey, man, there was something there. When you scan back, it was gone. So somebody else saw the same thing I did in that video. But that was really the only thing that happened that weekend, other than me and Jimmy getting the crap scared out of us from two owls that evidently got frisky in the trees. Um, <laughs> I don't think people realize how scary it is when two barred owls are fighting, but it literally sounds like chimpanzees beating crap out of each other. <laughs> and it was 11 o'clock at night, 10 o'clock at night. It was blackout. I mean, we had a full moon. It was beautiful out, but it was dark. And Jimmy had left. He had, Jimmy's fearless. You know, you got to watch him because he'll just disappear in the woods at two in the morning. He's just gone. And he was so far away. I couldn't see his flashlight anymore. Um, and I'm again by my tent, by the truck. And all of a sudden these things go off, man. And it scared me. So it sounded like he was right behind me. I spin around, I fall down and I'm laying on my back, trying to pull my gun and I'm trying to get up. And, and I, I needed that thing to let them know that I'm falling and I can't get up because no matter oh, what man. I did, I kept falling down and I'm pulling my gun and I'm aiming at the tree line for whatever's coming out. Jimmy comes running and he's yelling, I need confirmation on that, you know? And then they started going off again. And at that point we've got spotlights went into the tree line and it was just two owls um, <laughs> either fighting or, or getting frisky. I don't know, but it was, it scared the mess. And we've got this on audio. We do I, have it on. It's on the uh, YouTube channel. If you want to go check it out, you can see why it can scare funny. you. And the next day, Jimmy call blasted that those sounds and he probably brought in every owl in 90,000 acres. Oh, I bet he did. <laughs> they all came to find out what was going on. Um, hey, hey Richard. Yeah. Hey, can you hear me? Uh, you and Johnny, yeah, can, can you guys hear, hear me? Uh, yeah, you're good now, man. All right. You're good, Captain. Hey, so Richard, uh, man, you mentioned the uh, FWC, right? The Florida Wildlife Commission just a minute ago. Have you, have you ever had any run-ins with any FWC staff or employees, you know, while you guys are out doing investigations, them, at them asking you what you're doing or have they provided any information to you guys? Well, about yeah, about? yeah. Now that you you mentioned it, we I had one incident. I did. Um, okay. On my way to work, sometimes I have to drive through. I can I can drive through a state park, a state uh -huh. you know a huge state park, and um, so I pull up to the gate. They usually wave me through because they know I'm just driving through to get to the county road. And uh, I asked the guy to come over and talk to me. So he came to my window and I said, "Look." I know the state park ends on such and such highway and, but it's four miles down the road. I said, how do I access that side of the park? Nobody goes there ever, ever. Everybody stays in the park on the regular trails and the regular camping area, but nobody goes out there. And I, he, and I said, it's all fenced in. There's no entrance. How do I get there without parking here and hiking four miles just to get to where I want to go? And it's all swamp and heavy woods and stuff. And he was really nice. He goes, he goes, well, what you can do, he goes, there's this area. He's about to give me his secret on how to get in there. Then he stops and looks at me and he goes, why do you want to go in there? 
<laughs> so, so at this point, I lie to him. And I go, well, you know, I was taking that road to work and I saw something really strange. And I just wanted to go in there and just walk around and, and, and just, you know, you know, see what I saw, you know, see, see what's in there. All of a sudden, bam, his, his whole attitude changed. He literally points at me and he goes, don't go in there. If you go in there, we're going to have you arrested for trespassing. Don't what? even go in there. Just that fast. He changed attitude that fast. Really? Remember before, he was about to tell me how to sneak in there. And now it's, don't go in there. We catch you in there. Um, so I was just said that to pick his mind. I just wanted to see what his reaction was. If I said I saw something strange. And right. uh, I hadn't, I haven't, I haven't seen anything on that road, but it is a very, very, you know, prime area. You know, it, it looks huh. nice. Um, so, I mean, but is it, is it open to the public? No, just. It is, but you'll never get to that side. It's impossible to get to that side without hiking through swamps and stuff. Now, gotcha. If I could enter it on that side, if I could enter it on that side, yeah. it would be a lot better, but it's, it's all barbed wire fence. Gotcha. And the state of gotcha. Florida, if it's got three barbs or higher, yeah. You're not allowed to enter that property. Okay. You know? So so it's kind of funny. As soon as you said you mentioned FWC, you know, a couple of minutes ago, I kind of had a laugh and I don't think uh John even knows this. Uh um so when we had our first team out research, Johnny, remember we stayed over at the cabin over at the uh at our little hunting hunting spot, right? The green cabin yeah. by by the by the pond. Uh -huh. uh, and I would tell you hey where the property line is and and you know, number the the, the dam and the and the bamboo grove and all that mm -hmm. is the neighbors. Well, that neighbor is one of seven FWC commissioners. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really? Yeah, I know him well. I mean, so, but he's from Florida. He only comes up up to every every uh uh well comes up around the holidays. You know, three or four times out of the year, his family comes up. Um, but I always laugh because I mean, obviously being a commissioner he's actually you know he's actually a very successful businessman in the state of florida but um you know he's always told me hey if you ever need anything joe just let me know um hunting wise because he is you know, one of seven florida well, of uh, wildlife commission commissioners you know and that's a that's well a, we had um <clears throat> speaking of which jimmy hopefully he's gonna get to this but told yeah. me a very unusual story about this area and you know won't say his name but our contact here in georgia i contacted him to see if he could find somebody that knows about this area that jimmy's hopefully about to talk about <laughs> hint hint <laughs> but uh the commissioner is an even better idea if you can maybe you can Get the information for Jimmy, and he's a commissioner, man, and maybe you can get some answers. Let them let know what we're talking about, Jimmy. Very interesting stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's also, th this gentleman's also the chairman of the Super Bowl committee for the state of Florida, so, yeah, wow. he's pretty, 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 pretty good guy. Well. Mem member at the golf club with me. <laughs> so. I keep calling <clears throat> Richard. So, if anybody's going to know. <laughs> <laughs> this guy will probably know. I said, Richard, if anybody's gonna know, I bet this guy will know. <laughs> so you need. So, so we got to figure out a, uh, a a grid coordinate, and I want to ask uh, our neighbor and say, hey, you know what? Um, 
about this spot for you guys is because it doesn't make sense to me that you know they they would just all of a sudden i mean flat out tell you if you go in there they're going to arrest you for trespassing you know that to me that's as well, like, okay. well, richard, yeah, richard richard keep going tell, tell him about the t tell him about the weird stuff out of this other spot that you yeah. were telling me about <laughs> All right. Well, we I, I had two more incidences that happened in another one in December and another one in May. We can come back to those. But what you're talking about, you, Johnny, you can uh, you can do it, or you can do it anyway. I just want to throw it out there and make sure we get. Oh to yeah, it. yo, because that oh, it's crazy. It's crazy out there. I told you about it. It's crazy. So December 25th is Christmas. Christmas weekend. Um, we were expecting a cold front down here. It's going to be 30 degrees, and that's cold for South Florida. 30 degrees. And um, it was Christmas weekend, and I'm thinking, this is a perfect time to go camping out there. Um, there will be nobody out there. Um, everybody's at home with family. Um, I'm not married, don't have any kids at home, so I'm free, you know. So I go out there to camp, and um, the uh, at one point in the camp, I, I, just, I get up early in the morning. Well, yeah. Was that Friday or Saturday? I think it was Saturday morning. I get up early, like at 6 a.m. It's freezing cold, and I decide to go for uh, for a hike. Um, so I start going down this trailhead, and I'm pretty far back there. I've been walking for a while, and I got to this location where they had two drainage areas on both sides of the trail. Um, it was just mostly just rocks with water in it. So I'm looking in that area, see if I see any signs, because if you know, if anything wanted to get a walk and get some water, that would be the spot. Um, while I was there, I decided to, to do some calls. And uh, I don't do the very big, long howls. I can't do those. Um, but I do these, you know, gorilla, oh, oh, you know, as loud as I can and, and try to drum up something. So I did that a couple of times and I sat there waiting and um, nothing happened. So I started continuing on with my hike. Well, about another half hour, 45 minutes into it, I, I started getting hungry and said, well, I'm going to go back to camp and eat some hot dogs. So on the way back, I took the same direction back. I got back to that exact same location where there's two water spots were. And right in the middle of the trail was a palm frond that looked like it was just ripped out of a palmetto bush, which is next to impossible to do. I don't know if you ever tried to grab one and pull it. They're extremely tough. And this thing looked like it was exploded. I mean, it's just shredded at the end. It was like ripped out. It was laying in the middle of the path right where I was standing 30, 45 minutes earlier. Um, there's no way I could have missed it. There's no, there was nobody else out there. Um, so I did a quick video on that, took some photographs of it, and went ahead and went back to camp. That night, I want to say it was, it was dark. It was 10, 11 o'clock at night. I'm in my tent, you know, it's starting to get really cold. So I'm in my, underneath a sleeping bag and everything. And I hear this weird scream. Um, I couldn't even begin to, to, to reenact it. It was just the weirdest thing I've ever heard. It's nothing I've ever heard any Bigfoot person ever mention or record or anything. It was just something completely odd. I just did not know what it was. Um, Kind of like a ghostly scream, like, you know, it was just really weird. And I sat there for a little while walking, listening to see if it would do it. It only did it once. And so I finally fell asleep. And I want to say it was a couple hours later. Um, 
because I'm not looking at my, I don't wear a watch. I just, my cell phone's the only thing I use. And um, so I'm laying there in bed and I wake up to the sound of something rubbing the top of my tent, not pushing it, not scratching it, rubbing it, like petting it. And it went from my left side all the way down to the, to my feet and then back and forth. It was just rubbing the, the fly on the top of my tent. Now my tent's about four and a half feet tall, maybe, maybe five feet. You know, it's, it's, you know, you can't stand in it, but you're pretty comfortable on your, on your knees, you know? Um, so now I'm freaked out. I'm like, okay, there's something outside my tent and it's, it's rubbing it. So I slowly get out of my sleeping bag and I grab my, my, my recorder and I grab my spotlight and I literally put my, my fingers on the zipper because I'm about to surprise whatever this thing is, you know? So I'm sitting there listening to it. And then all of a sudden I hear my cooler get picked up and was walking away. And it wasn't like it was being dragged or tossed. It was swinging. You can hear the contents going back and forth inside the cooler like you do when you're going to the beach. You just hear it, all the contents and it moving back and forth. How, how big is the that, cooler? Like a, like a um, Yeti or like igloo it's, cooler? It's, one of those, it's an igloo cooler that okay. um, I had a six-pack of soda, 10-pound bag of ice, a 16-package of hot dogs, buns, ketchup, mustard. Yeah. So I want to say the thing probably weighed 20 pounds. Yeah. You know? Because uh, the bag of ice was ten pounds, so um, but I heard so it. Not, yeah, so it's not like a raccoon was messing around with them. I mean, it actually got picked up, right. moving. Okay. Right. So I hear this, and the first thing that pops in my mind is, he's got my cooler. That's all I had to survive on, you know. And uh, my trip is going to be cut short if I don't have food and drink, you know. So I unzip the tent really fast, and I bob my head out with the flashlight. There's nothing there. I didn't hear nothing run. I didn't hear nothing break brush. I heard nothing. But my cooler is about 20 feet away from where I had it. At least 20 feet. So I get out. I'm in nothing but my long john underwear, you know. And uh, I got my flashlight and I'm scanning the woods and I'm walking around the tent. I'm looking on the ground. And then at one point, it dawned on me. I didn't hear this thing run. Maybe it's in the trees. So I started scanning the trees, you know, right. um, but I saw nothing. I didn't hear this thing run. I didn't hear it. I don't know what happened, but I know my cooler was at least 20 feet away. So I went over there, got the cooler. I put it in my truck and locked my truck. Uh, the next morning I got up and I had pictures of this, but there's deep scratches at the handle of the cooler. Big scratch where I guess a thumbnail or fingernail or something scratched it as it was grabbing the cooler. Um, but after that, you know, I, I spent one more day out there. I didn't have anything further after that. Um, then May 6th, just recently, um, I, I reserved the exact same camping spot, exact same one. Um, I said, well, I'm going to try the same spot again. So I go back there and, um, it was pretty uneventful until the last night. And this time I took my dog with me. I had never taken my dog ever out with me at this point. I've taken him out twice now. Um, this was the first time. So I'm laying in my tent 
And my dog's a very quiet dog. He don't bark. He don't. He doesn't do anything. He's just quiet. But tonight, that night, he starts growling. This low growl. He wasn't trying to growl loud. He was growling low. And it woke me up. So I'm sitting there staring at my dog. And he's just intently staring at the window beside me. Now, this is a night I didn't put the, I didn't put the fly on. And my tent is open all the way around, 360 degrees. It's only solid probably at the first two feet. And after that, it's just one giant window. And I got the tent for that, for that reason that I can see everything around me. And it was hot, so it wasn't like before in December. It was hot, so I didn't have the, uh, the fly on. I wanted a breeze to blow through so I'm watching him. He's staring to my left. So I look over and I sit up so I can look over where it's solid and look out the window. And there is something right there staring at me. And it's so dark. I cannot see what it is. I can just see a silhouette that there is something outside my tent just staring at me. It wasn't making a noise. I didn't hear it breathe. I didn't hear anything. It was just staring at me. And my dog is sitting there growling. So I'm thinking, okay, this is where I made my mistake. I'm thinking, okay, I got this tent for a reason. So I'm going to get my spotlight. I'm going to sneak it up. I'm going to blast this thing right in the face. I'm going to see what this is. So I get my spotlight, and it's like 12,000 lumens. I mean, this thing will light up a football field. So I lift it up, and I hit the button. And what I fail to realize is, even though it's a mesh, you can't see out. You cannot see out with flashlight on. And uh, so once so you I ju- get that, you just light- filled the inside of your tent with spotlight. Is basically I what gave, I gave him a good view of me, <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't see him. But I hit that flashlight, and at the same time, whatever it was, pushed my tent. Just pushed my tent and took off. And my dog, when it pushed the tent, my dog jumped. Landed in my lap. All of a sudden, my I was the alpha because the dog runs and hides behind me. You don't have nothing to do with it. And I'm trying to grab stuff and stuff because whatever it was, just push my tent. Um, I get out the tent. I walk around. There's a lot of leaf litter, so there was no prints or nothing. And to this to this day, I don't know what it was. But whatever it was 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 literally if if there was no tent there, I could touch it on the nose. That's how close it was. I could, I could reach through and touch it on the nose, but I, it was dark. And it's one of those where even right now it's, it's dark outside, but you could see the silhouette of somebody, you know, somebody's standing there. Um, but whatever it was, I got the impression that it was squatted down. Like a, I, I told Jimmy, it's kind of like when you see a gargoyle, you know how they're mm-hmm. always squatting. That's what it, it kind of looked like to me that whatever it was, was squatted down because when I sat up, it was face level with me. See what I'm saying? And, uh, but that was the only incident I had there. Um, so this is the same, both incidents are in the same campsite, same exact campsite. I will not be camping there a third time. Just saying, I'm just saying, dude, you (laughs) gotta go back. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, make Jimmy go out there with you. Well, (laughs) but this property where I'm camping at, butts up to the property that me and you have been talking about. Now, the crazy thing about this property that everybody sees my videos in that I go out in is it is a preserve. And we found that through our research, if it's government owned or it's being monitored by them, uh, there's something up. 
you know, and what caught my eye was there's these signs that say uh, monitored by cameras 24-7. Now, there's nine entrances to this preserve, and, uh, and it butts right up to that state park. It's all one big property. The only thing that separates the two is, is a barbed wire fence. Um, so it's another couple thousand acres easy. Um, so I decided, hey, this is viable. So I called Jimmy. Me and Jimmy go out there for the first time. We weren't there 10 minutes, and we started finding stuff. Huge arches where the end of the arch was shoved into the ground. We found sticks shoved into the ground for no reason. I'm talking sticks about as round as a broomstick, just shoved into the ground. Um, just crazy stuff. And then we found, we, we found, it looked like a tunnel where weeds had made a tunnel, like something had been traveling through this, this, this tunnel. So we decided to go in there. So we go in there and we walk maybe 30 yards into the woods and Jimmy finds this arch. And this is in a video. If you go on our YouTube channel, um, he, there's a, it's shoved into the ground and there's a stick in the ground across it to hold it down. Really? Literally shoved in the ground. And huh. in the video, Jimmy takes his walking stick and smacks it, that stick, and it ain't moving. It didn't move until Jimmy reached down and pulled it out. He pulled hmm. it out of the ground to show this was shoved into the ground. So that became our spot. This is where we're going to put trail cams. This is where we're going to put apples. This is where we're going to put audio. Um, and we were doing that for a while. And we've caught some really interesting things on audio. We didn't catch anything on trail cam, um, even though the apples disappeared. But we didn't catch anything on trail cam, what was eating them. Um, but we have some amazing audio that's, that's out there. Of, literally, you hear tree branches breaking. You hear footsteps like something ran past the area you know uh we heard jimmy picked up this amazing scream demonic howl crazy thing it was just it's demonic um which that was the day as we're leaving that area the first time we found it we're leaving in one of our videos on uh, youtube the title is it sounded like a gorilla we're walking out Jimmy's in front of me with a parabolic facing the opposite direction. We're just walking out the same way we came and I'm behind Jimmy and behind me from where we just left. I hear. That's the one like you that. sent me that I amplified. Right. It's there. You I, can, I can hear it. I can definitely hear that. And this leads up to you. Okay. Because I watched your video. So, and Jimmy brought this up as well. Um, so Jimmy takes this home, you know, and cause I told him that was the first time I cursed on the thing. I try not to curse, but I definitely <laughs> said that sounded like an effing gorilla. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so we get back to the truck. He puts it on the loudspeakers on his Bluetooth and you can hear it. He goes home. And now, like I said, Jimmy, Jimmy is, is a musician. And so he has all this equipment to amplify certain noises. You know, kind of like what you do. You find a wavelength, you isolate it and you can hear it. Right, I'm sure he's way better than I am at it. But here's the deal. He can hear it clearly in his headphones, but it does not show up on the wavelength at all. Oh, it's yeah. like what you ran into. Does over not show and over up again. At it all. doesn't show up. It does not show up until I amplify it several times. And then the wavelength will finally start picking up. 
And I guess it's we just can't even get the wavelength. Oh, really? Can't even get it. Can't even get it. But you hear it. You hear it in the audio, especially if you're wearing earbuds or earphones. You hear that. It's about eight or nine times you hear this. And to me, it sounded like it was where we just left. And it was kind of like wanting us to come back. That's not a feeling I got. Hey, guys, where are you going? You know what I mean? So it kind of called out to us like, hey, I'm over here. You know, that's the feeling I got. But uh, it spooked me. There's no doubt in the videos you'll hear me going, yeah, it definitely spooked me, you know. Um, so now it became my primary spot. This is where I'm going to go. So this is when the craziness started. I've been going out there almost every weekend, every other weekend for a few months. And there was a guy that wanted to do a film on, on you know, me and Jimmy. So... He comes out the first day with me because Jimmy couldn't make it till the next next day. So we go out there. It was either the next day or the next week that Jimmy showed up. So me, him, and his wife, she's doing the interviewing and he's doing all the, the, the video. Um, we go out there and we go into this one area that for some reason is called, uh, I think it's the Playland or something like that. Um, there's a sign that just calls it the Playland or something. I don't know why that sign's there. So we go in there and I'm talking to him like, yeah, one time I was in here and way down there, about a hundred yards down on that fire break, I thought I saw something standing there one time. And as I'm talking, I see down at that same area, about a hundred yards, all of a sudden the palmettos move back and forth, just real quick, move back and forth. And I look at him and I go, I just saw the bushes move. I just saw those palmettos jerk left and right really quick as i'm explaining to him we hear this real loud far away i mean it, it seemed far away but it was loud all of a sudden that guy who's filming him and his wife just they, they turn white and they look at me and go <laughs> did you hear that and i kind of played it off like okay i gotta act like the tough guy now oh yeah i've got that recorded i've heard that before but in my heart i'm going holy crap it couldn't have happened at a better time, you know? So um, they had that on audio somewhere because they were running film at that time. So then the next week, Jimmy comes. We go back out there. So the guy's doing drone footage. So we kind of leave him to do what he's doing. We decide to go continue on where we're going. And uh, we're going through the woods and talking. She's interviewing and stuff like that. And we're losing. So he calls he calls her and says, hey, I'm out here. Where are you guys at? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, well, it was too difficult to explain to him where we went. So I said, look, I'll just hike out. I'll go get him and bring him back. So I go out there and uh, can y'all see me? Yeah, yeah, we can see. Okay. It's, it's a little fogged up, but you're fine. You're good. I don't know why it's doing it. I checked the lens and everything. I, I don't know why. it's That's weird. Uh, but anyways, so I go to get him and I end up on the main trailhead and I can hear this drone. I hear this buzzing. So, and I don't see him anywhere. I said, well, I'll follow the sound of the drone. It's got to end up back to where he's at. So I'm following the drone sound and it's going down a trail that I've never even been down before. And I got about 50, 60 yards down that trail and I got a real uneasy feeling. I just, I did not feel comfortable at all. I said, well, I'm going to turn around and go back. So I go back to, the main trailhead and he's standing there 
I'm like, hey, man, what's up? You know, and he's like, oh, man, I lost you guys, blah, 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 blah. And I looked at him. I said, well, go ahead and land the drone because you're not going to be able to fly it in this pine forest. You're going to run into trees and stuff. And well, I'll, I'll take you where we're at. He goes, no, I got the drone right here. He's holding it in his hand. But you can still hear this drone in the air. And we can't find it. We can't see it. So I, we go in, uh, now we're all together again, and we're talking about, in one of the videos, we're talking about this. You can clearly hear the drone in the video. You can clearly hear it. And we can't see it nowhere. Nowhere. And it probably lasted an hour, hour and a half, I don't know. We were out there for quite a bit. And we just kept hearing this buzzing. Everybody heard it. Um, but we never saw it. So... This is the first time weird stuff started happening out at that property. I took a lot of video that day, did some some shots and stuff. I get home and I go to check out everything out, create a video for YouTube and stuff like that. And I can't find it. The video is gone. I'm like, where's this video? Did I do something stupid and not hit record? You know? So I said, well, let me check the cloud. So I check um, my gallery and then I check the cloud. It's not there. I'm like, man, I must have done something stupid, you know? So it wasn't until a day or two later it was bothering me. I said, well, maybe I need to delete some stuff. Maybe it didn't record because I got too much stuff. So I went into um, my cloud, and it keeps everything in chronological order. So whatever I took today, that's the top picture that you see. And it works its way back to your original first photo you ever put in there. So I said, well, I go all the way to the beginning. These are pictures, you know, 10, 15 years ago or whatever. And I'll start deleting stuff. I go all the way there and there's that video and there's that picture. And they're dated December 31st, 1969. Now there he, was no internet. Whenever you, you and I talked for the first time, uh, ladies and gentlemen, he sent me a picture. In fact, I can probably bring it up right now. Um, if somebody can explain to me how yeah, I did. Now, how in the world does Google Photos, because I know I use Google Photos, <clears throat> and uh, I don't do anything except for turn it off and turn it on. If I don't exactly. want my, my photos going there, you don't touch the date. You don't touch the time yourself. You don't do anything. So how in the world the photos come up... Uh, from 1969. <laughs> which there was is, not even, Google wasn't even created back then. <laughs> there was no internet back then. Let's see if I can know? pull it. Let's see if I can pull this off. Y'all look. Let's see. December yeah. 1969. The picture above that, that's me and my brother standing there. That was uh, 2011. Right. See what I'm saying? And that picture is December 31st, 1969. And it blew my mind. I freaked out. I'm like, holy crap. So then I went and got my body cam because I'm running multiple cameras. I go to my body cam and it is preset. The date on it, I check the date every time I get that camera out to make sure everything's lined up, ready to go. And the date was changed to pre-manufactured date. I bought this camera brand new in 2019 for work and it's dated 2017 before this thing was even built. I don't know. I can't figure it out, but that was the start of, okay, 
there's some weird stuff going on out here. Now it has become almost every single time I go out there and I go home, something is jacked up on my equipment now. Every single time. The last time I went out was what was week before last. Um, I had 900 and something photos in my phone and I got home. I had 87. 87 well, I mean, it's pretty obvious that something's going on there with the 24 hour surveillance that they did have. They did. Now I can see you brought that up because I go back out there and now this is being out there all the time for, for months. All of a sudden, let's go back a little bit. Um, we had audio running out there, just you know, recording audio at night. And on this particular time, um, we ran audio for 36 hours. And it was torrential rain the whole time. That's all you hear in the audio. You can hear certain things like tree breaks and you know knocks and stuff like that. But it's all inside of heavy rain. And all of a sudden, at, it, when I looked at it, it, was about, it was late at night. I forget the exact time now. I want to say 11, 12 o'clock at night because we time stamp everything. All of a sudden, you hear all hell break loose out there. I mean, guns are going off. Pa, 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 pa. And it's different calibers. I can hear pistol. You were in the military. You guys were in the military. I was in the military. You can tell the difference between pistol and rifle. And you hear both going off out there. And it lasted quite some time and all of a sudden those surveillance the, the signs that say they're surveilling 24 7 by camera is gone it's gone and i've gone out there twice now since then and the atmosphere out there totally different totally different um i'm actually starting to see deer in that area which we knew there were deer uh, but it was scarce uh, last time i went out there i feel i could have sat there for an hour filming deer so joe um, that's that's what we <clears throat> that's what would be cool to try to figure out for richard if you could somehow some way get your contact to uh just straight up ask him hey man why would at one point on this one preserve would they have this place circled in cameras and then all of a sudden all the cameras are gone is it just <clears throat> now when we went out before uh, this last time and I talked about it, there were some college kids that were doing a, I don't know who it was for Georgia tech or somebody, Georgia Southern, whoever uh, uh, may have been university of Georgia. I can't remember. Anyway, uh, these two girls, college girls were doing a, some kind of wildlife survey out there and they had game cameras everywhere. Now, I don't know. We didn't see. See, that would be the difference, though, because there's not. They don't tell you that. They don't have. You're being surveilled by wildlife cameras for some type of survey like that. Yeah. So, so I, I know, like, on the military installations, you know, so the, the uh, wildlife biologists you know, at some points during the year, and it's normally leading up towards hunting season, they will place signs, right? And they'll, they'll close off like a training area, right? And, right. Uh, and they'll post a sign, and then they'll go in, and they'll they'll put it in their, their, their game cameras, and they'll put down some, you know, some bait 
just so they can get a wildlife, like a deer population study, right? Um, now, it's interesting that, you know, that in your area, Richard, that there's multiple signs, right? Um, but then also the gunfire doesn't make sense either, right? Well, <laughs> right, because they're, they're not, like you said, he's not even allowed to, all you could do in there is hike. You're not allowed to do anything else. There's no camping, no fishing, no hunting. Even a sign, the sign, and I, I sent you the before and after photos of that sign. Yeah. Uh, where you could clearly see where the camera sign was on there, and it's not there. But the other sign says it has a Florida statute, and it talks about you cannot discharge your weapon on this property. <laughs> you can have a weapon, evidently, but you're not allowed to discharge, which makes no sense to me. Yeah. But if, if, I thought yeah, it was kind of funny that – go ahead. If you don't mind, uh, send um, Johnny the, uh, you know, like 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 the county or, or the the name of the park or whatever, and I, I'd like to follow up on that, you know, to see what I can find out. Yeah, it's to the point now. Well, I'm so frustrated. Actually, I don't know. Um, you right have now, all that stuff, John. Right now, uh, we've got somebody in the chat. Mister uh, Chris Kimball says he worked for that department for over sixty years, and he's got some stories. Oh wow! So maybe we got a few options to figure out what's going on out there. Yeah. I would really love somebody that's from my area that has some inside information. I can keep it confidential. If they want to meet with me, you know, um, they can reach out to you, Johnny, or whatever, um, and 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 contact me i'd be more than happy to meet with them and talk to them i just right. want answers you know my ultimate goal and and this is what you know our guys talk about because people ask why do y'all do this you know it's crazy and stuff i want to prove this thing exists i know it's out there i know without a shadow of a doubt this thing exists and i want to protect it that's the bottom line i just want to protect it and i'll, I'll do whatever it takes to do that it's just to the point now where this particular area, I was talking to Jimmy the other night, I'm frustrated. It's to the point I don't even want to go out there anymore because I'm tired of losing stuff. I'm tired of coming home and my videos are gone, my photos are gone. I just, I don't understand why. And it's just really frustrating. It's just really frustrating. But well, me, I'll, I'll be I back think, out there. <laughs> I think I just put two and two together. Uh, Somebody in the chat, Mr. Uh, Jeremiah Sutton. Are you somebody else that I think you are, Jeremiah? I heard that name. Now, if it's who I think it is, he's not using his real name, and he's our uh, he's our contact. I think is that you? Because he just said, "Oh man," when I brought up talking about another. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Well, if I can, like I said, hopefully through this and us talking and stuff, you know, hopefully yeah. there's people watching that have answers or at least can guide me in the right direction. You know, uh, they can always reach us on uh, our Facebook page, Bigfoot Forest Giants. Um, our YouTube channel is BFFG Bigfoot Research. Reach out to us. You know, yeah. uh, we just need answers. And I'm not a woo guy. And I'm not a conspiracy theory guy. It's not that I don't believe in those things. I don't believe they're viable. It's just I can only handle one crazy thing at a time. And uh, right now it's Bigfoot, you know. And, you know, everything else just piles on my plate. And I, I, I want to simplify things as much as possible. 
but I cannot deny what is happening on this property when I go in and out of there because I've gone out with other researchers, other, other people and stuff, never, ever had a problem with my cameras until now. Now I'm having consistent problems. So, Well, I mean, that's something that, uh, I mean, personally, I stay away from it just because I don't, uh, stuff like that. I just, I'm not, I know I'm not, you're not going to get very many answers. You know what I'm saying? You, when you yeah, have something I mean, that can, you know, you hear the stories all the time about the batteries being drained and I've heard about drones being hijacked and, you know, there's all kinds of stuff and it does happen. Why it happens, I do not know. But uh, you're not the only one that I have heard who has had very strange stuff like that down in Florida for whatever reason. Like you folks down in Florida get a lot of that kind of crazy stuff yeah you know that that brings up a good question about the florida uh, richard have you have you guys found your your team found any uh tracks like you know like tracks that you you feel like man th th this is a good sample because marie oh, Dumont, yeah. right johnny marie marie's uh, wonderful ain't she marie's yes. wonderful and, and, sweetheart. and She's a sweetheart. She, she, you know she her group and her team there, you know, they, they have it like a, what is it, like a four-toe, three-toe, uh, and it's separated by n either north or south, right? I mean, are you guys finding tracks? Yes. Uh, Jimmy Barr and Bobby actually casted three-toed prints. And I want to say it was 15 inches long. I mean, it, it's a big print. Wow. And um, matter of fact, we just had the uh, Bigfoot conference up in Ocala. Yeah. And uh, Jimmy had brought that footprint there, and it was it was at one of their tables. He let them have it and say, hey, here's a copy of it. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's gotten three toes. Um, we've, we've got – I sent Johnny pictures. Um, I was hoping that we'd have them on the show, but uh, we have some pictures of footprints, handprints, wow. um, di different structures. Um uh, tree breaks. I there's a one of the pictures I sent you, Johnny, of that green tree. Mm -hmm. It's just snapped. It is a perfect snap. Boom, just like that. Um, very, very strange. Very strange. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, we Johnny. find prints. Well, hopefully, um, why don't you go ahead and tell, um, give everybody your contact information for your channel, for your Facebook, and for your email to contact you. All right. Um, the Facebook is Bigfoot Forest Giants. And, and let me clear that up. There's two Bigfoot Forest Giants sites. Uh, one is a like-only page, and another one is a join page. You want to go to the join page. Uh, the like page has like 3,500 people on it, um, but there's no interaction on that page. Go to the, the other one that you can join, um, and then... You can message us um, and stuff like that. Um, our YouTube channel is just like on the screen, BFFG slash Bigfoot Research. Um, and that's where we're, we just started that channel. I mean, we just started it. I think I last time I looked, I got 97, 98 subscribers. Um, it is something that we want to progressively grow. We do want it to grow. Um, but like I said, we just started that. So we'd appreciate if people did visit it. They can message on there. Um, my email address is uh, R, D as in dog, 
And then my last name, which is F-A-R-A-B-E-E, the number 37 at gmail.com. And they can message me and uh, we invite people. We tell, I say it a lot of times in my videos, if somebody wants to go out with us, we'd be more than happy to take you with us. More than happy to go with us. And like I said, we're kind of spread out. Sometimes it's nice to have somebody go out with me. I had a video where a subscriber did go out with me. Of course, that video up and disappeared. I don't know why. Uh, there was some great footage in there. Another, you know, weird area. Um, but uh, if anybody wants to go out with us or share an experience, um, we're, we're here to help. We're here to, you know, to uh, you know what would be very interesting to do when you go in that area is to pull up your photo library and actually have another camera recording your phone on the photo library and see if you could catch it actually the video is well, actually disappearing <laughs> in real time. Yeah, I know it's, 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 I, like I said, I was talking to Jim the other day and I was very frustrated. Now I is it very, very frustrated? Is it in the phone and in Google photos? Yeah. It's not in my gallery. It's not in my, it's not in my Google. It's gone. I mean, gone. I have photos that I've had for two years. Nine, 900 and some photos, all Bigfoot related. I'm down to 87. 87. They've been in there for two years. And I'm down to 87 photos. So I, yeah. I don't understand why. And it's it's not my fishing photo. I have 400 and something fishing photos. Not one of those is touched. Not one is touched. Really? You know? uh, I got some different files. You know, I put all my fishing photos in this file, family photos in this file, it's only my Bigfoot photos. They're gone. And Jimmy can contest to it. I save photos because there's been times it's been needed. And I'll say, hey, let me go check. And sure enough, hey, Jimmy, I do have that photo. You know what I mean? Um, so I've been in a habit of keeping things. Um, that's how the, the YouTube channel came into play because things are disappearing. I said, well, right. I've got to download these somewhere that they're there. And that's YouTube actually became my dumping ground for videos. And I was right. like, heck man, let's, might as well make a channel out of it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, well, Richard, you just need to change the name of that file. Don't call it Bigfoot. Call it Epstein's uh, flight logs or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll, it'll never <laughs> disappear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No one, no one will ever touch that. <laughs> Hunter's, la Hunter's laptop. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's just weird. I mean, of all things, I mean, it's that one file and it's just those pictures. Right. So it, it's, it's crazy. And it's, it's, like I said, you, I cannot express to you the frustration I'm having right now. Um, I'm hoping to go out this weekend. It is Florida. It rains a lot right now. This is our rainy season. Uh, so that kind of hampers us getting out. Uh, some of the areas we go to flood out pretty good. One time me and Jimmy went out to the same property and we were knee deep in water getting back to the trucks. Hmm. And um, so it floods pretty bad out there. Uh, but I, I want to go out there. But like I said, every time I pull up now, I'm just frustrated. Like, okay, what am I going to deal with today? You know, what am I going to miss? What am I going to do? What's going to disappear? Um, especially when you're trying to get content out to our subscribers. Yeah. We love our subscribers. I, I mean, we value them a lot and yeah. um, I want to get them material. And we're a lot like you guys where if there's nothing there, 
there's nothing there. And that's right. what Bigfoot is. You yeah. know, um, you, you've got to question those people that every time they go out, they get a picture of Bigfoot. Well, there's, there's in, in my head, kind of the way I look at it, there's researchers and then there's content creators. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, we didn't get into this. Now, I'll do videos about stuff, you know, things that I think about or I put together in my head. And, you know, not everything I put out is going to be, this is a Bigfoot. You know, I'm like, sure I, I go through the process, even if I'm wrong. But we don't just make videos just to make videos, just to right. provide you know what I'm saying? This is it's about the research, and that's why you know that's why I wanted well, that's to what have I'm you saying. on. I, I thought you know we're we're on the same same wavelength when it comes to all this. You know, just trying right. trying to get answers, man. Trying to get evidence. So hey, yeah, Richard, you know, yeah. Go ahead, Kevin. Uh, hey, Rich, have you guys um uh been contacted by you know just the the random civilian and said hey. I had something lurking around my yard, and you guys go and, and, and research like people's properties or, or things like that. Not yet, Not but yet. you're open to um, that. I, yeah, I uh, absolutely. That's why yeah. we tell people, hey, give us contact us. But about two weeks ago, I was cruising actually to go to the property, mm -hmm. and I saw this little tiny camper, tiny little camper built 1986 on mm -hmm. the side of the road for sale. So I said, oh man, that'd be great for camping I, you know keep me out of a tent so i went to the house and i started talking to the guy and he saw my truck i got stuff all over the back window that you know about bigfoot and he looked at me and he goes are you a bigfoot researcher and i said well i know it sounds weird but yeah i guess i am you know and he goes i saw one and then i was like i want to talk to you i want to talk to you would you be interested in doing an interview and talking to him he says absolutely so he's wow. somebody I'm trying to line up. Hopefully I can get him set sit down with me this weekend. Yeah. Um, but he said he said he had a sighting right here in my county. He had a sighting, a face-to-face. -face. I mean, his headlights were right on this thing. And um, what I'm hoping is he'll tell me the location. And I told him, I said, if you tell us where it's at, I will get my team together and we'll go out there and we'll look around. And we'll keep right. it quiet, you know. He said it is on public land, so I wouldn't have – you know, no issues uh, going out there. Um, but I just got to nail him down. I just got to get with him and say, hey, are you interested in doing that interview now? He may change his mind because he did change his mind selling me the camper. So, yeah. But but uh, that's, I'm open to that big time, Joe. If somebody, especially yeah. in Florida, I mean, I'm, I can't drive to Georgia or Alabama or, or yeah. Tennessee or anything like that. But, yeah. um, and you guys are more than happy. If you guys ever want to come down, um, we'll, we'll take you out to that 90,000 acres and, uh, you can spend oh, a weekend yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday out there. Um, it is the spookiest place on earth. I'm telling well, you, right you know, now. I got some time off in, uh, probably be a good time to go down there in November. I'm game. Yeah. So yeah. maybe we could do, that would be the, uh, that would be time to do something in Florida would be November. That's about the, all, all the, I got two weeks of vacation left. One of them's next week and then one's in November. So. I have yeah. I have plenty of vacation time, but out there, all you'll need is a weekend, really. You know, right. like if you came in on a Thursday, then we spend Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then head back out. Just a weekend trip would be fun. Yeah. Um, I like I like Florida. I like I love the sand. I love the 
I love the smell of Florida. I just, I grew up in Florida and, uh, you know, I miss it, but the older I get, the more I like the mountains because there's no humidity. <laughs> so I don't miss, I don't miss that. <laughs> well, so Johnny, Johnny, my father either? lives in Mur Murphy, North Carolina, oh. which is like literally right across the border from Georgia, North yeah. Georgia, right yeah, into right. North Carolina. And uh, I would love to go out there to see him and do some squatching up there in the mountains in North Carolina. Nice. Well, cool, man. We'll set it up. I'm going to have to uh, – let's wrap it up, fellas, because I yeah, – Can I throw one more thing out there free. real fast? Yes. Yeah, go for it. Okay, just – and this is off subject. Um, Jimmy Barr wrote a children's book called Carly the Princess – The Princess Dragon. Carly the Princess Dragon. Um, it was inspired by his daughter, who is autistic. And he wrote this child, this children's book. So if anybody's interested in that book, it's called Carly the Princess Dragon. You can get it on Amazon, or you can contact Jimmy on our websites, and uh, he'll he'll help you get that out. It's just yeah, it's cool. something that me and him care a lot about yeah. is is children hey, with autism. So Jimmy, send uh, send Johnny uh, Two Bears um, information or a link on that book, and we'll post it up on our sites. Yeah, be, we do that I definitely. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, we'll put it on the Facebook page. And yeah, I then, just uh, I just want to help them out, you know, under this video. Yeah, we're we're all about helping and, and being a part of it, especially you guys. Uh, we're big on helping other research groups. Uh, we're not going to badmouth nobody. We're not going to go on social media and publicly badmouth anybody. We want everybody to work together, um, um, have that freedom to share information and stuff like that. We'll share whatever you guys need or whatever, and. Uh, that's the only way this thing is going to happen is everybody working together. I know. agree 100%. Well, good but to go. I, I appreciate you guys Thank you, having Richard. me. Thank you. Yeah, Richard. Oh, no, was, um, we'll, uh, we need to get your buddy Jimmy on. Sounds like he's got some stories. I think I remember. Wasn't he in? Oh, you were saying he was in a lot of uh, carries 168, right? Yeah, he was. He's he's been. Uh, he was at the 168. He's also been on These Woods Were Haunted, the TV program. That's um, right. There was an episode episode on him on his sighting. Uh, he's done numerous podcasts and uh, different right. things like that. Well, cool. Maybe well, we can uh, get him on, or, or you know, another couple of members of your team or whatever. Sure, absolutely. Well, that'll work, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on, Richard. It was good talking to you. And no, Man, I appreciate wish, you guys having me. Wish you luck. You know, I honestly, dude, I don't envy you. I told uh, <laughs> Marie Dumont, you can have Florida. <laughs> it's all yours. <laughs> it's crazy. It's we, get crazy. Off, we get off lucky up here in Georgia. Now, you get towards, uh, you know, South Georgia and then some spots out there where, where uh, Joe's, you know, camping area is. You know, it gets a little, gets a little uh, swampy, but, man, I don't. I don't envy you out there, not one bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Our, our state bird is a mosquito. Yeah, I believe that. <clears throat> well, it's good meeting you, Captain Joe. Thank you, guys. All right, we will talk to everyone later, and hope everybody enjoyed everything. And we actually we should have a couple more podcasts actually coming up. We've been trying to do more podcasts here lately. So we got a couple guests coming up. I believe Angie has someone that she's trying to get on. So uh, hopefully within the next, we're actually working. Um, Y'all know Brian from Sasquatch Odyssey. We're trying to get him to come on. 
and uh, he said he'll come on too. So uh, we got a couple of people lined up. So, but anyway, thanks again, Richard, Captain Joe. I will talk to you later on, and all y'all who joined the chat and watched, thank you very much. And go check out Richard at BFFG. Talk to y'all later.